how can I get my work stuff done and my tasks, not from a time perspective, punching a clock, but how do I get my task done? And then how do I also give attention to and details and focus to the other relationship, my personal life? And very importantly, how am I taking care of me too? So then that way I can take care of all these people. It's a matter of slicing time and dedicating it and then being very disciplined and holding yourself accountable to do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the e podcast series. The brilliant and fun person you're listening to is Cynthia Blackwell. Cynthia is a consultant and a coach, and she helps CEOs and other managers be more successful in their jobs, but also better balanced in their lives. In this great and passionate interview, she shares what can we do as individuals to make our lives better balanced while at the same time achieving more and being able to grow our businesses. While I know this sounds a little bit like butterflies and unicorns, she really shares a lot of very practical tips on things you can do, processes you can implement, and habits you can acquire to achieve more and have a better and happier life at the same time. I promise you would really enjoy this interview and will get a lot of value that can help you in your life and in your business. So I'll see you on the other side of the intro. You're listening to the E-Tribe podcast series, a podcast that inspires people to pursue their passions and become better at what they do. I'm Isar Matis, a serial entrepreneur myself, and I'm sitting down with other members of the E-Tribe, entrepreneurs, e-commerce experts, e-marketers, and other e-people. We come from different industries and different places around the world. Together, we discuss challenges, solutions, lessons learned, and tools which help us be more effective and make an impact in our world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the E-Tribe podcast series. You know, usually we have two different kinds of guests on the show. It's either people that are entrepreneurs that talk about their journey and challenges and solutions they found, or different experts that provide very specific guidance on a specific topic like marketing or leadership or management. Today, I have Cynthia Blackwell with me, who is going to make this particular podcast, mostly about you, the listener. What Cynthia does and has been doing for the past 10 years, she has been coaching executives and mentoring leaders and helping companies nurture better cultures. She has been doing this for over a decade. So she brings a lot of experience to the table. And what she's going to share with us or share with you is what she shares with executives on how to create, if you want, a better version of themselves. So what do very successful people do? What kind of habits do they develop? She's going to share with us how you can develop to make a better version of yourself so you can become a better leader and a more successful individual. Cynthia, thank you so much for joining us today. 
Well, thank you very much for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. I really like the way you talked about me. It's like, woo! (laughs) (laughs) It's all true. It's you. I'm just, you know, I'm just a messenger. (laughs) Before we start diving in onto particular questions, tell us a little bit about yourself, your professional history. What have you been doing? Start wherever you want. Okay. Well, I call myself a business and life strategist. Um, And what does that mean? Well, when I'm working with individuals or organizations, it's really about developing a plan, succeeding or achieving your goals and objectives, driving results. And so for me, I have been doing this, it feels like my entire life, but most definitely my adult life. My husband and I, we have uh, six adult children, five girls and a boy. Wow. And we have nine grandchildren. So when you talk about learning about plan your work, work your plan, <laughs> important how you start your day, having a budget, talking about leadership, oh, yes. That's where I learned a lot about leadership, a lot about patience and grace and all of that fun stuff. And I color my hair to make sure that the gray does not show. <laughs> and that's a little bit about me. I am I'm all about God, family, and then business. And I am very much about personal and business are not separated. We have to have healthy boundaries that we put in place. So then that way, our full, complete life is healthy and fulfilled. That's great. Now, you're currently doing business through Cynthia Blackwell Consulting. Talk to me a little bit about the company. What type of services do you provide and what kind of clients do you provide them to? Okay. So with the consulting firm, I consider myself and call myself a coach and a consultant. And the reason why I say coach and consultant is because each individual or organization as a whole that I work with I'm going to be asking a lot of questions and putting the consulting hat on and facilitating some tough conversations about where are we at today and how might we get to the next level. Um, And so I like facilitating those tough conversations to help people uncover what is it that they really want to accomplish and how do we get there and developing that plan with them. Now, from a coaching perspective, I'll also coach on the skills that it needs or the individuals need to get them to that level, whether it's sales skills, it's customer service or the experience, as well as the leadership skills or approaches, techniques, all of that, again, to influence and inspire, no matter what that looks like, if it's to drive sales or it's to retain great talent or attract great talent. The individuals that I love to work with are, it's an individual that is looking for, again, I'm in a new leadership role. I really want to hone in on my leadership skills or a CEO does some promoting from within because that individual, that CEO loves and wants to grow people from within. They will bring me in to help classroom style as well as individuals get to the next level. And so really the number one characteristic of an organization or an individual that's perfect for me to work with is they know what they don't know and they know they need help and they're not afraid of challenging themselves and they like being uncomfortable. 
being uncomfortable forces us to grow. We have to be uncomfortable. But yes, I hope I answered your question. Yes, you did. I, I think it's brilliant. And it's a great segue to my first question. You talked about everything you do has an outcome in mind, right? A better version of that person, better leadership skills, better knowledge in a specific aspect, better culture in a company. It's always basically you're selling an improved version of an individual or a particular company. So let's talk about what are the main things that you see that people seek help in when they're in managerial positions and what is it that you, or how is it that you help them make that next step? One of the biggest things that they're challenged with is connecting sincerely with the other human being, with the other person or the team as a whole. And how I help them do that is step back and evaluate themselves first. So learn more about you, learn more about what are your priorities, what is your pace, what's important to you, how do you communicate? And here's what I find. So here's a perfect example. You have an individual that is fast-paced, talks fast, thinks fast, makes decisions fast. But, you know, everything about them is quick. And so when they go to work with, lead, influence, inspire, give direction to, communicate with someone that is on the opposite side of them, that is more meticulous, analytical, detail-oriented, slower pace, more passive, this person that's fast will bulldog and roll, run all over the other person, giving them directions and information, and then go, okay, you got it? Okay, great. Peace out. See you next week. With <laughs> And the other individual is going, okay, yeah, I think I got this. Okay, uh-huh. And then they're lost because they need more information. They will process the interaction that they just had or the encounter, very brief as it was. They will recap it in their mind. And then the next morning or the next day, have a sheet of questions and need more information to really complete that report. And so I help both of those individuals, the leader, one, because I'm a DISC um, certified partner with Wiley. And so I help them understand their personality, their pace, their priorities, how they communicate, and then very importantly, help them identify and connect with the other person as well as an entire team because an entire team has a personality as well and has needs. And so again, identifying and helping the leader learn themselves first before they learn someone else or go to help someone else or lead or inspire or influence someone to buy, for example. Brilliant. I, I really like what you're saying because you're saying start with understanding yourself, start with understanding your strengths and weaknesses as yeah. a person before you go and implement anything for the company or the people around you and so on. But I want to ask you a question that I usually ask in the end, but it's very relevant right now. Is there a specific framework tool that you recommend to people to use in order to do that? self inside research process? 
Um, yes. Number one is surround yourself with at least three people that are going to be always open and candid and honest with you. In other words, these people or your hot dog friends are going to tell you your feet stink or they're going to tell you, yo, man, you couldn't eat that second piece of pizza. Love ya. But you probably shouldn't do that because you know you're going to have heartburn, right? So they're not afraid to hurt our feelings there. They have strong, healthy conflict and love and candidness for us. The second thing that I would say is if you want to get to the next level, go find you a coach that will help you get to the next level and invest money in your continued success and career. The third thing is read books, watch TED Talks. You've got to take initiative to invest in yourselves. You know what your strengths are. That crazy person and those voices in your head tell you exactly who you are all the time, right? Positive stuff, negative stuff. Again, what is it that you want to accomplish if you want to be a better leader? What are you doing about it? What books are you reading? Who are you interviewing? Who are you looking for to help you get there? Because you can't do it by yourself. It will take you much longer if you're able to succeed. Anyway, speed up the process and really invest in yourself in those three ways. Perfect. So I want to sum it up. You're saying it's not one thing, but the main thing is to get objective on one hand and professional feedback to make the process run faster. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Okay. So this leads to the next question and it goes back to something we talked about in our, in our previous call is you said that successful people have things in common that a lot of them do as far as behaviors, as far as how they wake up, as far as how they approach the day, as far as how they approach problem. Share that with me. What are these things that a lot of successful people do that, that anybody can copy if they try hard enough, I guess? Well, you know, here's a really cool thing is all of the studies, and I challenge anyone who is listening, do a Google search. Studies on highly successful people. You will find an array of information, but what is key is and very important is each and every one of these individuals are purposeful and strategic in how they start their day. So you might find something, for example, the 5 a.m. club. These highly successful people are getting up at the same time every single morning, no matter what day of the week it is. They set their alarm. It's almost to the point of it's an internal brain alarm. They just immediately wake up. They have an amazing routine for themselves and they invest in themselves. So for example, number one, very importantly, is that morning routine and how are you starting your day? That determines exactly what kind of day you're going to have. And so these highly successful people have these routines down where they're meditating, they're working out. So they're investing in their mind, their body, and then what food they're putting into their body. So again, how am I feeding my brain? How am I motivating my physical self? And then how am I feeding myself? So spiritual, mental health, and then physical. And then very importantly, they're disciplined in holding themselves accountable, whether it's vacation time or it's the weekend, there are no excuses. 
they are holding themselves accountable in how they're starting their day. Words of gratitude, I am. And so people that follow me, for example, on LinkedIn, every single morning on LinkedIn and Instagram, I handwrite, I am today. What we say to ourselves in the morning and all day long determine and drive us to have an experience the kind of day that we will have. If I say in the morning, I am going to kick ass today, which by the way, hangs in my office, or I say, <laughs> oh, today is so going to suck. That's the kind of day we're going to have, either a kick ass day or our day is going to suck. So you decide. You are the master of your thoughts and you are the master of your success and whether or not you achieve it. So I'm going to ask a tough question. I, okay. I love what you're saying, right? And I understand what you're saying. How do I actually make it happen? So some people are not morning people. They, if they wake up at five, they are going to have a miserable day that day because, because they went to sleep at 2 a.m. because they're night owls. Yeah. It's just one example. So how do you make that shift? How do you make that commitment? Because what you're telling me, and I think it's very powerful, is we're all crazy busy. And especially really <laughs> successful professionals, most of them didn't win the lottery. They got it by crawling their way up there. Yes. You're telling me, as we both know as individuals, our days are crazy busy. If you want to do something to set yourself up for a successful busy day, you need to start before the regular daily schedule starts. But how do you make that happen? How do you make that shift? What tools can an individual use? How long does it take? What processes? Like if you're working with me and I'm a CEO of a company and said, Cynthia, this is a brilliant idea. I can't wake up before seven. What's your answer? My answer is, okay, wake up at 7, but wake up at 7 a.m. every single morning with intention and purpose and write down your morning routine for one week. What is it that you do in those mornings on Saturday morning when you get up and you evaluate, what did I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? What did I do every single morning? What are What modifications can I make? to help me have a productive day. For example, if I'm a night owl and I do my best work from 8 p.m. to 12 p.m., then I'm going to say, well, don't change that. Why would we want to lose that performance and productivity? Each and every one of us are unique, which is a beautiful, wonderful thing. And so we need to tailor whatever it is that morning routine looks like for each one of us so we can be successful, right? And feel fulfilled and happy and productive. And so if getting up at 7 a.m. is better for you because you go to bed at midnight, okay, that's okay. But again, what activities, what, what are you strategically, purposely doing to support and drive the results that you want for you? Are you working out? What are you drinking? What are you eating? Uh, you know, again, what are you doing for you to drive the results that you want so you can say, wow, I am really a highly successful person. Got it. So I want to sum it up. And then I think it's a great way to move to the next topic, which you already touched a little bit in the beginning. But before okay. I want to sum it up for a second, 
what you're saying is it doesn't matter what the hour is, but you mentioned two very important points. One was consistency. Be consistent. Build a way to set yourself up for success every day if you want, that you do the same thing every morning. The second thing that you said is feed yourself. So both mentally, physically, psychologically, so you're set up for a successful day. Yes. And the third thing that you self, that for me is a home run because I'm totally into it, is debriefing or reflection. So take notes, but then review the notes, see what you did, see what maybe you did not do according to plan or that you can change and keep on adapting it until you find the perfect plan for you. Did I get it right? Absolutely. So if if I may um, also share, there are always three questions that I I ask when I'm facilitating planning for growth, for success, for the future. What's going well or what went well? What could have been better or what could be better? And then now what the hell are we going to do with the information now that we have the answers to question number one and question number two? What positive changes are we going to make in order to get us to where we want to go into the next level? No, perfect. So in the beginning, you said that a lot of being successful is about having the right life-work balance. Yes. So talk to me about this, because I think that's something that so many people today are struggling with. It's mostly a work-work balance for, I think, uh, way too many people. Uh, myself guilty as as anybody else, so I'm not I'm not trying to point fingers here. How do you find that, and what are the benefits? I mean, I think the benefits are obvious, but how do you force yourself to a better balance? Well, first off, I would say you've got to look at it like this: every relationship requires work, no matter what that relationship is, and so you have a relationship during the day with your work, you love it. If you don't love it, then that's a whole other call and subject. But you love your work. You have a relationship with work. You have a relationship with your work family. But you also have a relationship and a love affair with your family and your personal life. And so you have to, for yourself, find balance. And here's what I mean by that. Now that we are, a lot of us are having to work at home, we are walking into the same space every single day from our kitchen into the same room. And we're looking at these four walls going, if I have to look at these four walls anymore, I'm going to throw up. So again, you have got to find ways and be strategic, purposeful, and say to yourself, okay, I am going to come and step into my office from 8 a.m., until 10.30 a.m. and then I'm going to take a 15-minute break. I'm going to go walk outside. I'm going to go smell the flowers. I'm going to go hug my wife. I'm going to go play with the kids. I'm going to go, you know, do a math lesson with my son. I'm going to go read a chapter to one of my children, whatever that might look like. And then I'm going to come back. And then I'm going to work until 12.15 and then I'm going to break for lunch. So see, again, it's living by your calendar and your schedule, but who owns your calendar and your schedule and your time? You do. So be the master and owner of your schedule. Now, I've had some moms say to me, okay, I am on duty at eight, 
and I'm off duty at five. However, I've also got the kids. I've also got, you know, homeschooling. I've got the dogs. I've got all this going on around me. Okay. When do you find time that you can actually come back to your tasks or you can feel more productive about getting work done? Because you've got to quit working at five and attend to the kids and cook dinner, right? And do all of these other things. Fine. Bump off at 4.30, 4.45. Go pay attention to the kids. Take care of these things. And then again, come back to it after you put them to bed. So then that way now you've got quiet time. Now, am I saying, yes, be a workaholic. Yes, log back in at, and, you know, at 8.30 and work until midnight. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, be creative and ask yourself questions. How can I get my work stuff done and my tasks, not from a time perspective, punching a clock, but how do I get my task done? And then how do I also give attention to and details and focus to the other relationship, my personal life? And very importantly, how am I taking care of me too? So then that way I can take care of all these people. It's a matter of slicing time and dedicating it and then being very disciplined and holding yourself accountable to do it. I love it. I, I will say something both from a personal perspective, but then I'm going to share something from a favorite author that was also interviewed on this show, Nireal. But first of all, from a personal perspective, I think we, we have an opportunity with this COVID-19 coronavirus situation. The opportunity is, yes, we're forced to work from home Yes, it's a lot harder because you don't have that environment that forces you to work, that gives you time to think clearly for long periods of time and be focused on work. But it gives us the opportunity, it gives me personally, I'm now talking about Isar, the opportunity to figure it out to have a better balance. And I'm doing something very similar to what you're doing. I'm trying to find a balance on how to spend more time with the kids instead of fighting it. And it's going to be fighting it. Instead of that, okay, then be with the kids between three and five. And then help your wife and the kids and the family go through dinner and preparation. And yes, then work from eight till 10 or eight till midnight. Does that make me a workaholic? Potentially, but it allowed me four hours with my family at hours yeah. that otherwise would have been a disaster, both for the family and for my work. So it, it brings a better balance. But what I wanted to mention is there's a fantastic book. And if you haven't read it, I suggest you do because it falls exactly aligned with what you're saying. It's called Indistractable. And it's not from destruction, but from being distracted. So it's a, uh, it's a little trick of words by Nir Eyal. It's a phenomenal book. And it, talks exact, it. and it talks exactly about this on how you must, you must own your schedule, which means you need to look at all the things you need to do, Absolutely. all the things you need to do. Spend time with your better half, yeah. spend time with friends, have time to work out, meditate, whatever it is that you, that you yeah. think you need to do as a person, eat, schedule it on a calendar, do it for a week, do it for two weeks. And then magic happens because then suddenly you're like, oh, I can have two hours of quality time with a wife and five hours of quality time with the kids and still finish yeah. all the tasks I have for work. Yes. And sleep and eat. And sleep and eat. Uh-huh. Do we have it, to it, sleep? Absolutely. <laughs> we got to sleep, right? It's the power of habit. It's about, listen, 
it's like this. If we have a storm and it's 105 degrees in the shade and the AC goes out, are you going to make time? Are you going to find the money to fix the AC? Yes and yes. Yes. So if you want something, you go make it happen. It's really that simple. It's completely up to you. If you want it, then go make it happen. Great. I think these are such important insights that most of us, because we're on the train tracks and kind of doing our thing, it's very hard to step outside the train for a second and look at the bigger picture. So a lot of things you're saying make so much sense once you listen to them, but it's not something you would tell yourself while you're on the train because you're on the train and you're on the train busy doing all the things that you need to do. We could do this probably for another hour, but I, I'm sure you have better things to do than just be on my podcast. I do want to ask you for resources. What resources, tools, books, apps, software things, widgets, gadgets, podcasts you're listening to that, that you recommend to the people you work with that help them through this process? Well, number one, I would say print out your calendar. Here's the easiest thing to do. Print out your calendar for the past three weeks or four weeks on a weekly basis. And then take a look at your calendar and see where you're spending time. Now, here's what you're going to discover is if you are a really busy person, right, you're going to see either your calendar is completely full and then you're also going to realize wow, all of the other things that I fit in between all of those calls and appointments aren't captured on here. All of the random phone calls and distractions that interrupted my day are not reflected on our meaning life is not reflected. So you don't have a, a, a real true picture, but this will give you a great start. Who did you spend time with that was a value? Who did you waste time with? Get away from those people that take up your time and waste your time. So that's first. Print your calendar, go through that. Or if you're just totally digital, go through your calendar and look and then do an analysis of where you're spending your time. The other thing that I would do is have a conversation with your spouse if you're you know, in a relationship and ask them, hey, can we have a conversation about do I spend enough time with you? What more could I do to you know, invest in our relationship? And then listen to what they say. Don't get defensive. Listen, write it down and then look at it. And then like you're doing with me, repeat back to them what it is that they're saying. So then that way you make sure you heard them correctly. The third thing is do an assessment and analysis of what apps or software or tools you are currently using to help you manage your time. Is it Outlook? What's CRM, okay? Is it Outlook? Is it Salesforce? What are you using to help you? And then how are you using it? If you've got three to five things that you're using and you're having to spend and look at three to five things, then I would say you need to look at automating down to one. So again, step back, pull yourself up from a 50,000 foot level and look at and assess how are you spending your time? So then that way you can do a better job of what are the top three things I'm investing in for me, spiritually, you know, mental health, our psychological health, and then physically, 
So then that way I can get to the next level. And as you're doing your analysis and assessment, what things can you remove and get rid of that are unhealthy for you? If it's unhealthy for you, it's unhealthy for everyone. Listen, if we're trying to change the environment around us to help us be more productive, we're looking at it the wrong way. We got to start from within and look out. And that's why I'm saying, look at everything you're doing and how you're doing it to make some minor modifications. Now, from a book perspective, the book that you just mentioned, I can't wait to get my hands on it to read it. But a book that I would highly recommend is The Power of Habit, because it all boils down to our habits. What is it that we inherently just do? Again, when you wake up, what is it that you do? If you just start there, you would be amazed at the changes, positive changes that you can make in your life. Brilliant. Cynthia, thank you so much. First of all, you're so passionate about this. It's so fun listening to you just talk about this. But it's really a lot of great information that I think anybody can take and implement. And it doesn't matter if they're just beginning, if they're senior, if they're CEOs of companies, that's applicable basically for anyone. Just build a more healthy routine by looking at what you're doing so far that's just not helping you either personally or in your business life and then structuring it better. So it sounds really simple when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you. So, so much for sharing this with us. Please, thank you for the invitation. One last thing. How do people find you? How do people find Cynthia? If they want to get in touch with you, if they want to hire you, if they want to just talk to you, how can you be found? Well, very importantly, anybody who's listening, I am all about providing advice and serving. So if I can help you, please reach out. CynthiaBlackwell.com. It's real simple. You want to send me an email. It's me at CynthiaBlackwell.com. LinkedIn, Cynthia Blackwell. Instagram, the Cynthia Blackwell. Facebook, the Rainmaker. So I'm not hard to find if you want to find me. That's fantastic. Again, thank you so much for sharing all this great information with us. Absolutely. My pleasure. That's why I'm here to share. Wasn't this just a lot of fun? Cynthia has a wealth of information and she's really passionate about it and she really enjoys talking about it, which is fantastic. If you want to get to the notes from this episode, just go to theetribe.com forward slash 26. If you enjoy this and you want to go back and listen to similar episodes who talk more about self-improvement and how to get more stuff done and how to better structure your business, there's a few episodes I suggest you listen to. The first is one of our most successful episodes ever. It's called Change Your Mindset, Seven Life-Changing Tips from a Successful Blind Entrepreneur. You can find it on theetribe.com forward slash 17. Another great episode from another amazing consultant who helps CEOs on the highest levels for the last 25 years is called A Business Growth Guru Reveals His Process. It's a phenomenal interview with Dwayne DeVille, and you can find it on theetribe.com forward slash 16. If you want to check out other great episodes, either just look us up at The E-Tribe on any podcasting platform 
or go to theetrap.com to look at the website. Or if you just want to listen to podcast episodes, then visit theetrap.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your podcasting platform. And I would really love it if you can leave us a positive, nice review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcasting platform that you're listening on. I would really appreciate it. It will take you a few seconds and it makes a very big difference for us in our ability to share this with more people. And until next time, have a fantastic week. Hey, Tribers, I hope you enjoy this great interview. If you have, please share this with your friends and your colleagues. If you would like access to similar content or you would like to get the notes and the resources mentioned in this interview, please visit us at theetribe.com, where you can find other great interviews like this one, as well as many resources and tools which can help you grow or start your business. We would love it if you would join the eTribe, either as a member or as a contributor. You can do that on the website as well. I hope you would listen to us next time, and until then, have a great day.